Welcome to another episode of Awaken the Kingdom Within. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Awaken the Kingdom Within. I am here today with Deborah Morgan, and she's no stranger to Awaken. She uh, is very a very sentimental guest because she was the first individual who I was able to uh, join with their vision and coaching. And I've watched her mm-hmm. gift just soar. And we're here today because, yay. Uh, <laughs> yes, yay. We're here today to talk about her newest <laughs> release, which is Andy's Five Arrows, which is a uh, a children's book related to character. And we're also here to find out how her book, uh, Direct Arrows, Five Fundamental Principles for Every Parent is doing. So we're here today to talk about our children and um, mm-hmm. how we can emerge from this incredible event that we've been going through and, and emerge with whole, healthy and healed children. So Deborah. It is so good. Yes, to you too. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor and a privilege. I'm so excited. I love you dearly. And I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for all that you imparted to me because it really did take me um, on a journey to go and expand myself. And the children's book came about because you um, suggested that I do a focus group because my youngest daughter is a kindergarten teacher. So last year before, well, two, well, a year and a half ago before the pandemic, I met with her co-teachers and they read the book and they gave me suggestions. And one of the ladies says, why don't you create a children's book with character education as the, um, the theme. And I was like, never heard of character education. (laughs) So pretty much what it is, is just teaching core values to children, how to live and work together in the world. And there's like 36 plus traits. And so I looked at the book, Directed Arrows, and I looked at my five principles and I said, what character traits could I share with kids that related to the five principles for the parents? So my five principles, you know, the first one is priorities. And then that was like courtesy for children. That should be one of the first traits about the five different principles, but that's pretty much where it came from. So how does this relate to our children and the pandemic? And the topic that you selected is right on time. Because my daughter, who's the kindergarten teacher, um, is coming to the close of the kindergarten year. And so they created this video that showed the events of the year. And so she showed it to me. And it was so powerful and life transforming because all the children had on masks and 90% of the video. They were still jumping and playing and learning, but they had on their mask. And I just looked at it, my heart just like dropped because I was thinking how that affected them mentally. Um, How did that impact their learning? And one thing she said to me was, they just adjusted. 
And I'm like, wow, you know, we know kids are like sponges. They adjust to their environment. Um, many kids are resilient, but there's a lot of children who are not resilient. And so it was like, how do we go forward helping our children process this emotional stress that they felt? Because the when she first started school, kids were crying masks were on off you know and so and I saw her struggle as a teacher how she had to wear that mask all day long even when she was outside the kids could take it off outside but it's like Lord how do we help our children bounce back from the craziness of 2020's pandemic absolutely I mean that one of the um, one of the motivators of this series is, is wellness and spiritual wellness. And I believe, you know, as working with adults, you're aware of, of how, how many hurdles we have to go through to get to the core of, of why we're here and what gift did we come to bring so that we can bring it and deliver it to the world. I realize that children are formulating self-identity so it's very difficult to then abstract and say but I'm here as a spiritual being I mean that's a that in a child like mine is 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 abstract when we look at the bible children were not given abstract belief they were given tangible beliefs so David had a skill um uh you know they they weren't uh kind of meditating in their mind they were doing things so there's something that we have to do is what I'm trying to say we can't just yes. incorporate them into our prayer meetings uh sit them in a in front of a preacher at church there there has to be an organic way for us to set um benchmarks in place activities in place, yes. um, vocabulary in place, you know, of, of directing them, you know, this is who you are to, to transform how they think. So what are some of the things that you think about related to what I was talking about? Because I could talk forever, but we're here to hear you. And, <laughs> you know, just how can parents just begin to assess? We're talking that inner thermometer of how their children are just doing, even related to their faith. Yes. Um, I had two, two key scriptures. Well, I'll, I'll really say three. Three. Um, first one is Proverbs 28, 19, which we all know that without a vision, people perish. But I like the Christian standard Bible. And it says without revelation, people run wild. But the one who follows divine instruction will be happy. And so parents, if they don't have the vision or create a plan, then we could just say, you know, we'll get substitute plan for vision. The kids are going to run wild <laughs> if we don't have a plan for them. And I like also Deuteronomy um, chapter six, which gives us the instructions that we're to teach our children. We got to be sure to teach them, you know, the ways of the, of the Lord. But I love what that verse is talking about. We're present with them. 
when we go get up, when we lay down, when we go out. And so using this time that we have with them while they're young, because we know getting them early and and like I like love the word you said is like we're going to develop this mindset and then we're going to teach them how to think that even when situations change that we have no control over we can still control within us and so those moments come by being present with your children doing activities with them you know not saying hey we're gonna sit down and we're gonna teach and I'm gonna show you how to do but taking everyday moments such as baking in the kitchen cooking you know I, I, I was laughing because I use those moments with my kids with math we're gonna measure get what what what's eight ounces look like get get me eight ounces of water or using the measuring spoon we're teaching them as we're going on our daily um, activities and we're building up the inner person in them giving them strength and confidence within themselves because I think this is where we're falling short of building up our kids' confidence by, first of all, them spending time with us and not putting them in front of the TV and not giving them um, iPads <laughs> to just keep them quiet, but taking nature walks. You know, we, we don't have to have... Um, do all these expensive things to have creative moments with our kids. We could just go take a walk in the neighborhood, doing something kind for the neighbors, just helping them understand um, when you help somebody else, it really helps you. And building community and creating that uh, and directed arrows I talk about, we need the village, we need each other. And I think that's the piece that we're missing because of the social distancing and you know, all of that. But still, we need each other because that's how God created us to be in community. And so using that time to the family coming together, you know, to talk about how you're feeling. We need to listen to our children and allow them to ask questions because I grew up in a time where kids had to be quiet. You couldn't ask any questions. You had to just, this is what I said, so this is what you need to do. But we should give our kids those moments to talk about how they feel so that we can help them understand that what you're feeling is very normal. You're not crazy. You're not weird. But help them understand how they're feeling and process it with them. So I think the, the greatest gift that we could give our kids today is to be present with them walking like hand that. in hand with them saying, you know, yeah, this is different from me, for me. I'm 57 and I've never seen a time like this. Absolutely. You said something very important and that was um, listening to them. And I have uh, a tweener, uh, she's entering the tween, she's 10, but for some reason today, because of information and technology, they're, they're further than I was at 10. And Correct. so- We've had great, we've had long conversations, just the normal transition that you'd be going from kind of like child to teenager and the, um, the stress of just distance learning and, and uh, those we talked about distance learning, our school opened somewhat um, 
several months before she actually went back. We talked about vaccination, you know, what was most important. So these were choices that we made, but um, it did affect her education this year. I mean, this yes. year, the concentration wasn't there. Um, it was more about social connection with people than, than knowledge, even though she's very, very bright. I found that at some point I had to make a decision that trying to make school like last year was eroding her her humanness. Like we, yes. I have to be honest, there was a point at this, at this year that I said, you know what? This year is over. Like the whole, the, <laughs> we're not doing any of this because I felt there was a collision somewhat of all of us not knowing what to do. So you do what you normally do. The school was trying, but it was doing what it normally does. No one right. knew how to not teach this way. And while some kids can, that's their thriving environment, maybe it wasn't yes. for her. There are some parents out there that may be thinking that their child failed or um, may not be understanding the struggles that they went through. I sent my daughter to a therapist. We have a, a child therapist in my family. What okay. are some of the thoughts you feel about that? Getting someone who's not a parent. I just felt, you know, they, I was at home distance learning, which was kind of like a teacher. And I turned into something other than a parent. And I needed someone to be able to, to hear what she was thinking and maybe not even understanding how to argue. That's awesome. And that's what I mean about creating that village, getting other people to um, help you because it, it has been a year that nobody really knew how to maneuver. Like you said, we tried our old ways using old methods in a new situation. And so I believe in getting um, help, counseling, and, and leaning heavily on that, um, the village, because when you're in it, you're so close to it, you can't really see what's going on because you're in mother mode. You're not, you know, you're not really thinking about the long-term effects because you're just trying to get through the day, through the moment. But someone on the outside can help give you insight to what's really going on. And I like the fact that you said um, you wanted her to be able to express how she felt because we don't really ask our children, well, how, how are you feeling about this? Because we don't really know what to say to them when they are having these moments. But that's the power and the beauty of community. And I used to think that I had to be all to my children, like nobody else could tell me about my kids. But I learned a hard lesson because I was trying to be all and do all. And I was missing things, like you said. But when I opened up and said, hey, I need some help. <laughs> I need somebody to help me. <laughs> and then it freed me from trying to be all these pieces that I was never created to do by myself. And so um, with our children, I believe observation is key to understanding them, how they learn how they think, because sometimes we're just going on on our daily routine and we're not really paying attention. I, like you said, this um, learning online, some kids can do that, some cannot. And so trying to make our children um, get the same grades, 
you say, I don't care, you online, you need to get an A. <laughs> no, we got we to gotta relax that because their emotion, there's anxiety there. There's all kind of emotional stuff going on within them and them that they don't even know how to articulate. Those of you who are just joining in with me, I am here. I'm talking to, to author Deborah Morgan. She is the author of Directed Arrows, Five Fundamental Principles for Every Parent. Um, the five fundamentals are priorities, profit, power, productivity, or being productive and purpose. And she just released a book entitled Andy's Five Arrows, and it is a counting book for character building. And I am so excited because I don't know if you all can imagine what it's like to, to actually have a generation of children that um, we focus on building their internal learning and their internal identity with the same passion we build the external. I want to read a little bit of this book. The book starts out with, a, there's a young guy who's the, who's the star of, this, of the book called Andy. And he says, hi, my name is Andy. It means I am brave. I'm like, from the first page, children begin to think, you know, what is it with my name? Who am I? What yes. does, does my name mean anything? I said, wow, you need to read this before you have one <laughs> so that you can make sure, you know, my, I have a nephew named Caleb Alexander and I have a, a niece that's named Mikhail and those names, which is a spinoff of Michael, those names, my sister was very much like that. She, they would both be able to tell you um, what their names mean. How did you pick Andy? for your main character. Well, I, I, I'm so glad that you caught that because in, in my book, Directed Arrows, I talk about um, identity comes from, you know, back in the old biblical days, your name denoted your character. And so I was thinking about what character do I want for for this book and I wanted a, a boy because I feel like boys they get the short end of the stick you know and I don't have any boys <laughs> so it was a, a wonderful journey to me and I was thinking about archery because directed arrows arrows you know so it made me think about archery and I thought about man an archer has to be a brave person so I looked up what name means brave and it was Andrew and I'm like, Andrew, but as a children's book, let's call him Andy because Andy's brave. And I want kids to understand <laughs> that you can be brave in so many areas. It's not just for boys, but for girls that we can, you can be brave to do anything that you desire to do so I just I fell in love with Andy <laughs> like he was a real person so this was something totally different for me to develop a character I've never done this before I love it I love Andy I I had my daughter read it she's gone today otherwise she would give you her her, her yes I'm um, excited she enjoyed hear. it she wanted the hard book of course you know I don't share those with people but she wanted it <laughs> one of the one of the the I think it's on several pages in 
Andy says, my dad says, all children are special and have something they can share with others. So again, from the very beginning, this book doesn't like wait to tell them. Uh, you, what I want to say is you capture the child's attention span. Like you don't make them wait to get the message. You start out with Andy means something, which makes them begin to think, I wonder what my name means. Yes. I wonder who I am. And then you say, I, I, someone, he says, someone I love tells me all children are special. So even though you're on Andy's, kind of like Andy's neighborhood, you start to think, well, does that mean am I special too? You know, that's so powerful because I find what we lack as adults is that affirmation yes that god made you who you are and who you are is special and even though someone else may do something better what do you do best for him and it could be something completely different um i love that so let how do we communicate that to our children you know you're special Yes. And I love um, that you brought out the adult was telling him his dad that we need the we need affirmation and our parents need to help us understand our value and our worth. And that's the whole um, premise of directed arrows is for parents. First of all, you have to understand how valuable your role is in the life of your child. They're depending on you to direct them, to fill them, to shape them. So when you're taking those moments to tell them how special they are to you, they're special to God. And, you know, I, I, I was warring with myself with that because, you know, growing up, I always tell my children, you know, you can do anything, you're great, you know, but the world is not going to tell you that. They're going to tell you the opposite. You know, they don't care that you have a special gift or a special That's talent, right. but you bet when you're getting fed that at home and it's deep down within, it doesn't matter what others think because your confidence is built up like, you know, I know that I'm special. I know that I have something to give to the world. And I think that's where we need to focus with our children. Because when you make them, you know how they talk about um, how a person studies a dollar, you know, know the dollar bill and they're able to know the counterfeits. They know the counterfeit because they know the real thing. They don't care about the counterfeit. They study the real thing. So when a counterfeit comes, they auto automatically know. So when we're building up our children on the inside, telling them that they're special, God has purpose for them. He has need of them. It doesn't matter, you know, what the world says. And I think we need to build that up even the more in our kids because our children are little kids killing themselves committing yes. suicide from being bullied on social media some words that have been spoken that is damaging you know the very heart of the child but when you constantly hear that your parents love you god loves you he created you with purpose you have a special gift to offer to the world and hearing that on a consistent basis is building up that inner strength. So it doesn't matter what the world has to say because I'm fortified on the inside. I know who I am. So that's why this page was significant to me because I was thinking like, oh man, should I, how do I balance that? But at the end of the day, 
it matters that my parents love me, what they think about me, because this is where I get my affirmation. The world's not going to affirm me. I'm looking to my family, my father, my mother to affirm me. So that page was real special to me because I'm bored with that. Like, you know, um, a lot of people say, well, yeah, you know, your parents think you're special, but I don't think you're all that. But it doesn't matter what that person says when I hear it on a daily basis and I know it. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. I know people are going to ask me, so I'm going to break in right here. Uh, if they want to get uh, purchase directed arrows, the, the five fundamental principles for every parent, um, I know they can go on amazon.com. Uh, mm -hmm. I purchased the book there and I've sent it to individuals. Is this, has the, the children's book been released yet? Yes, you can also get that on Amazon or um, if you go to my website, uh, directedarrows.com, it's a link that will take you straight to Amazon. But I noticed you could get it at target.com. I ordered it from Target. Oh, I'm like, wow, because I wanted to see if it was really real. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, heard. not Target, Walmart, Walmart. I got it from Walmart. And I was like, hey, this is really real. It is real. The book is real. You are the real deal. I want to share, encourage people a couple more things about the, the book um, Andy's Five Arrows, but I don't want to give the whole book away. But this is Andy's journey and the children are reading with it. And I love the fact that one of the one of the pages you say, do you remember my five, what my five arrows mean? And you really, who you just were so brilliant at this because if children think you're trying to teach them something, they, they won't want to learn it because right. they're like, well, you know, I don't want to learn that. But because it's Andy's story, we then can go back and say, well, you know, well, what were, what were the five things that were important to Andy? Yeah. So it's, it allows you space to talk about Andy and the overflow will affect the children. And the, the five C's were courtesy, cooperation, compassion, courage, and confidence. And I don't think there is a parent who doesn't want their children to have that component. And, you know, on Awaken, we're people of faith and we want our children not just to have faith again in an abstract, but to understand that they're a conduit of faith. At the end of the book, kind of like at the end of the Bible, at the end of the book, Andy <laughs> says, Let's practice it again. And you have a divine ability to write because that lets them know that these particular arrows, you, you don't just learn them and move on to the next. You go yes. back because you can be better. Where, how did you figure out how to end Andy's story? <laughs> the last sentence for those of you um, who read the beginning of the book, which I gave you in the end of the book, which I have a tendency to do to see if I like it. <laughs> he says, let's practice again. I feel like, you know, you know me oh so well. <laughs> You're just calling me out right there. But I, I was thinking Psalm 78. Because I love that song where it tells us to, uh, or, you know, throughout the scripture, we're told to rehearse <laughs> what happened. Tell your children what the Lord did for us when we were in captivity and how he got us out. And um, so that the story continues that we'll always remember and we'll always learn to trust the Lord and be obedient to him. And I love um, something in um, 
Psalm 78, verse 6, that says, so that the next generation would know them. Children yet to be born would learn them. And I thought the only way that we learn is by repetition, by repeating and understanding and going over it over and over again, because even as adults, we could read a scripture one time and then go back and revisit and we grab something new out of it. And as we go and we talk about courtesy and cooperation, we're going to learn something new because the first time you're excited, oh, I want to hear what Andy's saying. So you're not really paying attention to, you know, what that means. But the, the more you go over it, the more you go deeper into what these character traits are really all about. And my daughter, the kindergarten teacher, she read the book to her students and they made a video. Tell, she asked them, what did they um, learn about the book? And it brought me to tears. One little boy said, hey, I noticed they all start with the letter C. And it's funny if you read the book Directed Arrows, because I say that's one of my favorite skills is alliteration. <laughs> I don't know why I like that, but I love things that start with the same letter because I think it's just easier to remember. And then one of the little kids said, I love Andy because he's so nice. He's so kind. And I'm like, oh, that is just, just, just amazing. So her cold teeth let her children read. She read it to her children and they drew pictures. And she made a little book for me of the pictures that they drew um, about what they got from the story. And it was just amazing to see that they picked up on all the things that I wanted them to pick up on, you know? And so I'm just so thankful for this book because I hope that it helps parents and kids understand how important they are. And like you said, we have to continue to practice. Practice helps us to grow stronger. Identifying our weaknesses and building on those, but also building up our strengths. We're always taught to you know, focus on our weakness, but I'm saying we need to focus on our strengths and make Absolutely. them stronger, <laughs> you know? So right. <clears throat> hopefully, hopefully, you know, when kids read this book, it will spark them to see if Andy could be nice or courteous. I can be if if Andy, you know, he's oh, we're giving away the book, but he's helping a little old lady across the street. I can do nice things for others and I can practice that all the time. I can. It never ends. It's a never ending. These character traits are with us through our whole life, Absolutely. you know, from our, our youth to adulthood and elderly. We want to be kind. We want to be courteous. We want to have confidence. We want to have courage, courage to uh, go to the next grade level. Like you said, uh, in the pandemic, courage to do better next year. I don't know if we're going to be on Zoom or if they're going to be in a classroom, you know, but still building up that confidence and that courage and cooperation. We need each other. Continuing to say we need each other. Okay, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I get excited about this I'm book. I'm so glad that you are. And we're getting excited too. And I'm going to give you a little break and I'm going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking uh, uh, with Deborah from Directed Arrows, and we're just going to gently walk through each of the five principles for you very shortly and highlight 
a few areas um, to help parents understand, first of all, why you need to get the book. It is a great book. I'll talk more about it when we get back. But um, I'm just so honored to have her with us. Um, a graduate of Mindset, but Mindset was enhanced by her presence. Directed Arrows, Five Fundamental Principles for Every Parent. We're here with author Deborah Morgan, and we'll be right back. I'm back with Deborah Morgan, the author of Directed Arrows, Five Fundamental Principles for Every Parent. She's also the author of Andy's Five Arrows, which I love. Both books are available on amazon.com. If you are a parent, if you are an, an uncle, an aunt, if you are a cousin, a friend, you need to get this book. There are, there are very few books that you're able to have a parent with a text and a child with a text going in the same generation, uh, going, excuse me, in the same direction. These books are incredible tools. I encourage those of you that have organizations that work with children, they are beautifully written. They're about character. If you are uh, organizations of faith, I encourage you to get them and distribute them to the children and distribute them to your parents because as you all know, I'm a new parent. I've, uh, I felt like I raised my siblings. I'm so much older than them, but no one gives you a book and the responsibility, you really uh, don't know all the time how to measure if something is, is resonating or not. The, the world, Deborah talked about this on the other side of our break. The world has so many standards. And for those of you who, who, are, who are not church eased and you're saying the world, who are you all talking about? Society has incredible yes. benchmarks for measuring whether we're successful or not in social standard. We have the econ economics where they measure us by. We have cultures that they measure us by. We have jobs that they measure us by, uh, yes. degrees they measure us by. All of these things in society suggest that we've attained some level of, of, of wisdom or affluence but in the kingdom, we don't measure like that. Mm. We, we, and, and as a result, a parent may be doing well, advocating for being a good person, for doing the right things, getting good grades. But all of those things don't, don't like immerse a child to become character-driven and purpose-driven. Mm -hmm. And that often is where the disconnect happens when they get the degree, but they still feel hollow inside when they get the house, when they get the job, when they move into the neighborhood. But, you know, they lay down and say, well, you know, how come I don't feel full on the inside is because none of those actions bring fulfillment or awakening to the inside. And mm -hmm. that's what Deborah's books do. They give parents the ability to not only give the children social direction, but to fill them with spiritual principles where God can help navigate them through society. Mm. You mm. wrote something in your book, several things I just want to talk about before we let you go. One of them is in the, the introduction to the book and you write, and I put key next to this. <laughs> you said, I believe if parents constantly remind their children that they have a divine purpose to fulfill, 
it will make a difference in their behavior. You have to elaborate on this. What stuck out, what stuck out to me was the subtleness of the word constantly. I believe if our parents yes. were honest, like we had a little <laughs> checklist, maybe next time I'll have you make a checklist. Do you do these things? Count how many times you correct a child and count how many times you remind a child, remind them of yes. their divine purpose. So what were you thinking when you wrote that line? Well, I have three daughters. And so I need to say right there, <laughs> three girls. I learned pretty much one of the things that you just said, um, learning to constantly remind them, not in a negative way, not in a browbeating way, but to build them up that God created them for a specific purpose, that he mattered to them, and that they had something to offer to the world. And it started when my um, middle daughter was nine. She's now 31. She told me one day, well, my, I grew up and my mom was really sick. And so they saw, you know, the sickness and that which led to her passing. And my nine-year-old said, I want to be a doctor because I know the cure for cancer. I said, you do? At nine, she said, I said, well, what is it? She said, it's in an orange pill. <laughs> like, really, like out of the blue, she just said this. And so I grabbed a hold of that because we weren't even, we weren't, it was just uh, a moment that she just had. We were sitting there doing nothing and she breaks out and says this. And so I, cons I grabbed a hold of that. And I said, whenever she would get frustrated in school, cause she loved science and she loved math. So there again, I was paying attention and um, observing your children, what they like so that you can help them on their journey to their purpose. Like it's not up to the parent to discover what the purpose is but it's, it's up to us to watch them and lead them toward that journey. So when she would have a rough time in one of her math classes or her science classes, I would say, man, remember that day you told me you knew the cure for cancer and something would always hype her, <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah, I remember that. I know this, I can do this even to this day. <laughs> She's trying, she's in the Air Force and she's trying to get into um, research or whatever. And I would say, remember when you were nine? And she was like, I'll never forget that moment. So that taught me constantly reminding them will curve some behaviors because now they know I have a divine purpose. I have a divine destiny. I can't waste time playing around. And it really helped in those teenage years, you know, when they're trying to discover who they are, that you're not browbeating them, but that you're reminding them constantly. God put you on here on this earth for a specific purpose. And I'm gonna walk you, walk with you through this journey to help you understand why you're here and what you need to do. And so that thing became so real to me that I've watched it in each one of my daughters help keep um, crazy friends away, people who would try to get them away from their purpose, 
you know, because they realized I have something I need to do. I have something that I need to complete and I don't have time to get involved with things that are not taking me towards my purpose. I hope that makes sense. That makes total sense. You also write, because I, I want people to see how incredible this book is if you read it. You're, I know they're going to be like, what? I got to go get this book. <laughs> um, you write, we are better equipped to understand the big biblical truths of the scriptures when we have a concept we can relate to, such as a father-child or mother-child relationship, even though some may have had a negative experience or parent absent from the home, the concept and different roles in the family, such as father, mother, child, and siblings are still understandable. Like every, every individual in a child's life mm -hmm. has significance. That's what I gathered from this. The, if a child is in your life, you have the ability to speak something, nurture something, plant something into them that will have a divine, um, produce something divine in their life. Is that what you were leading us through with that statement? Yes, because, you know, some people say that they can't relate to God as father because their father was absent from the home or they had, um, you know, a difficult relationship with the father. Um, growing up, my father passed away when I was three, so I never knew him. But my grandfather was everything to me. He um, and he, we, he had like 22 grandchildren, but he made you, made you feel like you were the favorite. And he, he wasn't much of a talker, but when he talked, you grabbed a hold of just the pet name that he gave you. Like my name is, you know, my real name is Deborah, but everybody would call me Debbie, but he would call me Derby. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so special because he gave me you know, that special name, but I seen how he made everybody in the family feel so loved, protected. He taught me about the Lord. He taught me about tithes and offering. He was like, I don't care what you do in life with your money, you better pay your tithes. <laughs> so he was a one of the most dominant male figures in my life that helped me understand, although my father, my biological father was never there due to death I could understand how God could be loving as a father because of what I experienced with my grandfather and so I was saying as a, a person when a child comes into your life whether you're the teacher the coach um, whatever you need to see that you're depositing something valuable into the life of the child. And in this whole, everything that I write goes back to adults. Please understand you matter because you're shaping the life of another child. If you're the room parent, <laughs> you know, in our kids, I used to be a room parent. The kids love you. They cling to you because they're, they look at you as you're the authority, but you're also a person that just can deposit so much the way they look at you with those little eyes, like they're looking to glean something from you. And we have a responsibility first to the Lord and, and then to our society to 
deposit good things in the lives of the kids that we come into contact with. I don't care how we come in contact with them. Even if you're, you know, in the grocery store and, and I this happened to me the other day and you see a parent struggling with a kid, you know, so it's, now it's kind of hmm, the way society is, but you have to find a, a loving way and approach to help someone. Um, would you like me to get the cart for, cause this lady was struggling with her child. And so I was standing there back thinking like, how can I know we're in a pandemic and people don't want to socialize, but how can I help this lady? And I was just like, Lord, please just let her pick up the kid. Cause the baby was crying so hard and I could tell like she was getting frustrated and I didn't know how to intervene on that one. So I just started praying for the mom and then the next thing I know she picked up the child and the baby stopped crying I was like thank you Lord <laughs> you know for her sake and then I experienced this on an airplane this baby was crying like crazy and people offered is to the lady is there anything we can we can do for you you know because we need to help the parents or the in the adult because then they'll be in a good space where they can continue to help the child so that's the whole idea of why I write what I write, because I want adults to see we're accountable to the children that come into our space, because that's the next generation. And we have to leave a legacy of love, a legacy of compassion, and just continue to pass on to the next generation what God told us to do. It wasn't a suggestion. He commanded for us to pass these things on, to even to for children yet born to be able to know him. Doing so awesome. Before I let you go, I have to just kind of let you share your parting words with us. Um, those of you who are joining us now, I'm talking to Deborah Morgan. She is the author of Directed Arrows, Five Fundamental Principles for Every Parent. And she is the author of a children's book, Andy's Five Arrows. And I encourage you um, to please include these in your library and please buy these for your children. Um, teenagers can understand the, the book as well as the children's book. My daughter's 10, she loved it. Um, she left and we haven't had a chance to talk about it, but she said she started reading it and she really liked it. Deborah, I wanted to ask you though, you have five principles. We haven't really identified them just to share with them. Priorities, you said the five fundamental principles for every parent are priorities, purpose, productive, power, <laughs> and profit. And you cite at the end of your book, Mother Teresa, yesterday is gone. Tomorrow has not come. We have only today. Let us begin. And, you know, I am a firm believer that, you know, presence is really key. Um, and giving our children a vision of the future, I believe in the pandemic is key. And I believe that parents may not even know themselves the future because of the disruption of how quickly our past was. Mm -hmm. So I believe these principles will not only help a parent in parenting, but these principles will help a parent in finding their own way 
and their own purpose. So can you just take a moment to share a little bit on these principles, priorities, purpose, productive power, and profit, whichever ones you feel are, been, you know, or just in general, why you picked those five and what is it you're trying to communicate to uh, parents? Okay, yeah, um, the five principles, again, that alliteration, that, of course, you notice they all start with the letter P. <laughs> P. But I thought about, um, as a parent, having priorities and making God the priority is the key to laying a foundation to the strength of the family. Because without him, you know, we're, we're going to be lost. We need to make him the priority and showing our children early on what that looks like, not just in word, but in deed and our actions, what it looks like to make God the priority of our home and that we sift everything through him. He's the standard by which every, what, what the family stands on. And I, again, they're um, teaching those principles early on to our kids, I think is very beneficial because it's te teaching them when they get ready to go to their, to college and beyond that God is, his word is the standard by which I choose everything in my life. And then purpose is everybody knowing that every individual has a purpose, but every family has a purpose. And there's a scripture in Isaiah, um, I believe it's 818, that talks about Isaiah saying that he and his family, his children were signs and symbols to the world of the faithfulness of God. And so I believe that every family, every person, we're, we can be that sign and symbol to our community, to our church, to our schools of the faithfulness of God no matter how that looks for your family, God has been, even in this pandemic, he has been faithful to us. Well, some people may not feel that way, but the, the truth is he's been faithful to us. And then um, I, I would say that is the strongest principle is understanding purpose. Because without acknowledging and understanding that my child has a purpose, I have a purpose. God gave these children to me for a purpose. You can't get away from it no matter where you go. And so understanding that when you don't realize your purpose, you can just spiral out going back to um, when you don't have a plan, the people run wild. So understanding that you have a purpose and not allowing the cares of life to distract you from what you were created to do. I know that's easier said than done, but it comes like Andy said, we got to keep practicing. We have to keep, keep going. We got to keep going back to understanding the value of my purpose and that I matter in this world and the world needs what I have. And it, and it could be the world or it could be the world. You know, the people that you have influence with because you never know whose life you're going to touch. And, you know, we say, oh man, I wish I, and I say this to myself, I wish I had this mind today that I had when I was raising my kids back then. But guess what? We can always start afresh right where we are. So you don't have to be the perfect parent or have done everything right. When you, when God makes revelation of something and you acquire knowledge, start right there. Start today. Start because today. Because we're planting those seeds. Start yes. today. 
because we're planting seeds that are going to bloom in that future. We might not ever be alive to see it. It could be our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, children's like I used to be the youth leader at the church 26 plus, it's over 30 years ago now, but young people who were in my teenage are children now, and they come back and say, I will never forget you, the lesson that you taught on this, or when you said this, and I just marvel at the Lord, because I didn't know that I was doing that when I was in it, you know, I didn't have this mind, all I know is I had a call, and I'm trying to teach the kids to love the Lord, and I didn't really know that I was planting seeds that would go into several generations that God has allowed me to see with my own eyes. Those yes. young kids have children now. And one of the kids sent me a message on Facebook and said, I wish I could send my kid to a teen class like I had. And that blessed my soul. And so I'm saying, you know, we may not get it right all the time, but when God makes something real to us, we understand a principle, start today. Make it happen today. Just Make start. Make it happen today. I love, uh, I love Deborah. She's just awesome. You you can find uh, her bio in her book. Um, just an incredibly wise individual. And this book is perfectly timed for us. Those of us who are really wanting to have our children emerge out of this time, they will always have this as part of their legacy and how yes. they emerge from it is gonna be what we're going to help them to do. Um, it's gonna take some work. I believe You know what I see with adults, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> what I see with adults and and one of the reasons why I talk about the difficulties I have is because when I realized I was struggling, <laughs> I realized if I feel like that as an adult, what must my daughter feel like? Purpose, productive, power, profit. Um, and I'll close out with this. One, you, one of your principles for profit is leaving a lifelong legacy, reaping the rewards. And um, my mother, I was a caretaker for my mother who um, God decided he wanted her to be with him more than here with me. We still talk about that in, in March of 2019. Um, and she had fallen and we talked about starting a foundation to educate people on what we had learned during her rehabilitation. Um, just so many things you don't think about it. My mom lived to be 80 years old. Her mother lived to be into her hundreds. And so when you have that beautiful type of length of life, we're not often taught how to take care of our parents. Um, it's, it's, it's a journey. Like, you know, my mom had a photographic memory. So she remembered the last time she took medication. She remembered what her blood pressure was the last time she did it. I didn't know any of that. I didn't even know where a doctor was. And I realized I had an epiphany. I need to know this stuff. Like what if she couldn't communicate? And so we began wow. to talk about what we had learned. And, um, I share that because my daughter went through that journey with me, with my mom, as she was rehabilitating and then she had cancer mm -hmm. and then she passed away. Um, we talk about that. And one of the pieces that we talk about is um, I want to buy ultimately a, or build from the ground up a senior assisted care facility. Um, wow. Because I felt that was a void. Like we had my mom in the home 
that was a luxury, we were able to do it uh, because of the just the financial means that my mom had uh, been able to to have in her in her life. But that's uncommon. And we felt, wow, wouldn't it be great to be able to have an environment of common people that shared common interests, shared common faith, music, culture. Right. Um, and so I talked to my daughter about it. So when we pass mm. by the facilities now, we'll talk about that. She said, mom, that looks like a good one. What about something like that? Wow. And just that engagement, mm. let me know. Yes. Because I said, I don't know if I'm going to get this one done. Some of these I know I can get done, but I'm not <laughs> sure if I'm going to get this acquisition done and I'm going to need you to make sure you get this done for us. So the fact that she kind of, caught that drip yes um, when we look at vans I still have my mom's van and she'll say we need to have a lot of those vans so that they can go pick up people in wheelchairs in those vans so don't get rid of that van now that we, we know, we know <laughs> so I just want to let you know I'm using your book a lot I keep it with me I so appreciate you for letting God give the book to you. It works. And I just want people to know it, what you teach in here and what you give us to practice these principles work. It does take work so we can give them the right tools. So I'm going to let you go. But before I let you go, do you have any parting words to our audience? I'm. We will have you back. We There's so much more we can talk about. I can't wait for the, I know you're saying, sure, don't say it, but I can't wait for the next. People may not know she has guides for each of these principles. Mm -hmm. So not only does she have a book, but each book has a guide to it. So there are five guides that you can use with the book for those of you that are doing Bible studies or you want more in depth on a particular aspect of the book. She mm -hmm. has five guides in addition to the Directed Arrows book, in addition to the children's book. So my sister friend is, she's, you know, boom. That's all I can say, boom. <laughs> so before we let you go, um, anything you want to leave with our audience? Well, I just want to say thank you to you for listening um, to God and just creating the um, divine mindset that allowed me to connect with you on this level to help bring out what God placed inside of me. And just to the person listening, we all need somebody to help um, help us grow, help us expand, help us to see those hidden treasures that God put in, within us that we didn't even know were there. So just praying that people will make the right connection with the right person that will bring out of them that hidden treasure that you didn't know that's going to bless people in your space people you don't know and even the world and so my prayer is that every person that listens will understand you matter in the life of a child and we need to see that they are gifts from the lord no matter how they got here is not the issue. The issue is they're a gift and we need to treat them as such. And I'm so blessed 
blessed beyond measure to have this opportunity with you. I hold on to you so tight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, likewise, listen, whatever you need, I want everyone to understand the family is only as strong as its foundation. I'm quoting Deborah's book. God has given us a pattern to follow for blessings in our, in our homes and directed arrows encourages parents to see how valuable they are and the importance of directing their children toward God's intended purpose. It's been a pleasure to have Deborah Morgan with us today. I encourage you, I can't encourage you enough. You can go to my website, mindsetdivine.com, awakenthekingdomwithin.com. You can find links to find her books as well as going to directedarrows.com. But I promise you, you will not be, you know, I, I only promote what I know. And let me tell you, we are in a divine moment. Yes. And and we need divine principles. And if you are a youth leader, if you are a pastor, if you are a concerned person in the neighborhood, um, you don't have to be a Christian. Uh, uh, Andy is talking about arrows and character. These resonate across cultures. They resonate across religious beliefs. Um, you really, I encourage you to go and support Deborah in her and her uh, authorship of books that strengthen our family. So um, thank you all for joining us. And until we see you again, uh, just remember the purpose of Awaken the Kingdom Within is to help you be your divine you, your call with a purpose. The world needs it. When you find it, everything around you changes, not just you. God bless you. If what we talked about today resonated with you, then I invite you to read Seven Keys to Awaken the Kingdom of Heaven Within. The book I wrote is designed to take you on a journey of self-discovery and spiritual renewal. It comes together with a journal and it's available exclusively at CherylNaomiDavis.com.